So please, guys, Daniel Bernard. Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So this is a first time for us. We are in a room with other people who are looking at us, I think, <laughs> which is a little bit intimidating, but uh, you know, I'm sure we'll make our way through and doing a live show with a hard time cap just for added extra difficulty, um, just for fun. But yeah, it's an exciting week. It's WWDC week, and it, it was an interesting uh, year. I've, this is having come into WWDC since 2009. That was my uh, my first year, and every year there's sort of a different theme or a different flavor um, to the show. And I think I, when, when I was trying to listen for it, I think the phrase that Apple used many times to indicate what the theme was this year was technology and refinements. That in general, what they were doing were either introducing new technologies, all of their machine learning stuff, or that type of thing, or it's a lot of refinements. It's lots of little things. Um, and as I'm, in some ways, I like that as a developer. Like, it's not one of these years where it, there's this overwhelming sense of like, there goes my summer. I'll never see my children again. Um, all these terrible things. Like, it's a summer where it's like, okay, I've got work to do. There's stuff to be done. But overall, unless you're in an area where one of these brand new, like, totally new technology is relevant for you, you're just going to be tweaking stuff, making things a little bit better, um, which is nice in, say, in some ways, and maybe it's nice to have a year off from um, just a, this crazy sprint or this whole new platform or anything like that, because especially even some of the side platforms got almost no changes at all, which, so it's like, okay, I don't need to worry about that, I can just do some basic changes to get going. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's every every year when when we have this this happen to us, <laughs> this, this keynote thing. Uh, every year, there's you know, it's it's a question mark of how much work we'll have in the summertime, as you said, and and there's as the app store and as these platforms have gotten more and more mature, the advances have gotten more and more specialized. You know, you're, you you see things being added every year that only make sense for a narrow subset of app types, and if your app happens to be one of those things, then you have you know, new things you can do. And, you know, as time goes on, more and more of the advances are of that type rather than things that we all have to now suddenly deal with. Like when the, you know, the big iOS 7 redesign, that's like, wow, everyone has to deal with that. Or when major features to the OS were still being added on a regular basis, you know, things like notifications. And so like, you know, that's, that was like things that we all really had things to do about and, and had, you know, potential new things for our apps to do and major new areas of, of markets that would open up. And that just really hasn't happened a lot uh, recently because these platforms are maturing. You know, that, that type of innovation just is slowing down by necessity um, because these things are getting, you know, more and more, you know, just mature and better around it. So, you know, as you mentioned, I, I think it's worth pointing out that basically I, I think if, you, if your app runs on the watch, the TV, or in messages, I don't think you have much to do. Uh, I think you kind of get you know, a vacation somewhere. <laughs> um, if your app, if you were waiting on a particular Siri kit intent that didn't exist last year, you still probably don't have much to do because there weren't that many added. Uh, my summer is much more free than I thought it would be. Maybe you can make a new app. Uh, 
I hear it. it's it's really fun. Let me <laughs> yeah. tell you, I have a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I was hoping for the audio uh, Siri kit uh, intent, and that didn't come. Um, and you know, maybe I'll get it next year. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but for the most, and I was also expecting a a large redesign of iOS, or at least a, a moderate scale redesign. And I think what we got was more along the lines of the iOS 6 redesign. Like, most people don't remember, like, you know, but iOS 5 to 6, like, 6 actually did step back a lot of that screwmorphism, and it was like a half step of a redesign. Um, and I think we got a similar scale redesign with this. So we now have, like, those new giant header text bars that I honestly am not a big fan of right now, but maybe I'll get used to them. Um, and it's kind of unclear as to like whether we all should redesign our apps like this or not. Um, sometimes when Apple does UI Chrome changes, sometimes it only ends up being important for Apple's apps. You know, there are certain UI conventions that you see them and you think, oh, that's a system app. And in, back in the olden days, it was kind of a, it was a design goal, a considered good design, to try to make your app look like the system apps. But I think the window of time where that was true is fairly short, and that it quickly after that uh, became more trendy to like have your own identity, your own visual design, and, and designers kind of started taking over the world, and and really, you know, it, it became better design or better respected design to not use the system stock stuff or to use it very loosely and to really heavily style it your own way. So if you design your app now to use this new, you know, big, you know, H2 style, <laughs> like big unstyled header uh, taking up half the top of the screen, uh, if you do that with your apps, it, it might end up being considered good design. It might look weird if you don't adopt that, you know, six months from now. But it also might just be that's how the boring system apps look, and it'd be weird if your app looks like that. You know, we don't really know yet, but I would say the scale of the redesign that we have is not really something that forces us all to immediately start taking action with our own designs to, to try to get close to it. No, and I think, too, it's when I see a change like that, I always try and think of what is Apple trying to point us towards? And in many ways, I think the actual, that particular design, like... You like it or you don't like it, but it seems like they are de-emphasizing information density yeah. and saying that, well, vertical, like essentially vertical real estate on the screen is um, not at a premium anymore, that you can just essentially throw away the top like 10% of the screen, which is what that you know, this new navigation bar looks like, and that's fine, which maybe is indicative that, you know, taller screens are coming, or just in general, there's sort of this emphasis towards, let's smoosh things down and, you know, take advantage of the size of the screen in that way. So maybe even if, if it's not necessarily adopting what Apple's doing, it's just saying that's the direction that they're leading towards. Because um, I think in many ways at WWDC... One of the fun games I try and play is the, like, what are they not saying, but they're kind of saying? Because yeah. um, usually there's these clues and these hints that they're kind of poking towards that um, are, well, in, in, in retrospect, either with new hardware or just in, or even just next year at WWDC will make more sense. Um, you know, these little things that they're pointing to, so... That's something that I think about when I see these sort of like subtle design things, and like there seems to be an emphasis on dynamic type this year, which is again all about in some ways being 
um, less specific about information density. That it's like being it's like being have, making your app cool when it has gigantic fonts. Like that's a it's a good accessibility feature, but it seems like just in general they're trying to move away from that kind of a you know a very dense display. Yeah, and it's you know they're doing that in these apps, uh, you know, in the system apps and everything, and and you, you we can speculate yeah, that probably is because of maybe some bigger you know taller screen phone coming this fall, as as all the rumor things have pointed out. But you know, there's also a huge install base of phones where that might not look good on. You know, like the the SE is selling really well. I mean, I don't know, like like my metrics on my app, and granted, you know, it's it's a podcast app listened to mostly by nerds, so it's not going to be representative of the entire market, but. You know, my my app is basically split like forty five, forty five, ten between the three screen sizes of, of phones right now. Um, it's really, it's like you know, really like a lot of people are using the plus phone, a lot of people are using the the you know seven size phone, but then also you know ten percent or so are using the the SE size phone, and that's not a small number. Like that's like I can't make the interface terrible or unusable or suck for that ten percent. Like that's and and that ten percent is not going down. It's like, it, like you know, it, when the SE came out, it kind of boosted and leveled that number. Uh, and so we have to, like, we can't just say, like, oh, our designs have to look good on the phone that comes out this fall that might have a weirdly tall screen. It also has to look good on everything else. So it's a, it's a fairly aggressive new design philosophy that we might pragmatically not want to take. Yeah. Anyway, we are sponsored this week by Linode. Linode is powerful web hosting that you can set up in just seconds. And their tools are easy to understand. They let you choose your resources, your Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility you need, all starting at just $5 a month for a Linode server with one gig of RAM in the Linode cloud. They have industry-leading performance, native SSDs, access to a 40-gigabit network, and Intel Xeon E5 processors, the fastest ones in the cloud market. With nine data centers spread across the world that you can choose from, you can serve your customers where they are. With There's an API to manage your Linode servers. You can easily automate tasks, manage a whole bunch, develop custom applications with super simple scaling. You can resize your resource levels in just a few clicks, and it's all manageable via their awesome web interface or the command line. Uh, all their pricing tiers also feature hourly billing. If you don't need a server for the whole month, you can just do hourly billing. Uh, it's really, really wonderful. We both use it. Highly recommended. They have fantastic pricing available. I, in my opinion, it's the best, most competitive pricing in the industry. Uh, you, get an, you can get a server, again, with one gig of RAM for just five bucks a month, and it scales up to ridiculous levels like 16 gigs of RAM for just 60 bucks a month. This is really, really great pricing. Uh, across the board, they're offering twice the amount of RAM that you get in pretty much anywhere else. Uh, as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash radar, you'll be supporting us, and you get $20 towards any Linode plan, and with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash radar to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use promo code radar2017 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show. So as cool as all the actual technologies and APIs and SDKs are, the thing that in many ways I think I was most excited about is the new App Store app. Um, that, see, to me, that's a huge question mark. You know, like, like, I'm, excited for, I'm excited that it's changed. I may, yeah. I'm slightly terrified as well yes. <laughs> um, by the change, but <laughs> I'm excited that it store. is changing. Yeah, any change to the App Store should terrify all of us because it basically means that whatever our business is now, however the App Store is serving us now, it's probably going to change dramatically this fall. We don't know in which direction. Yeah. You know, like, if they change the search algorithms, that can make a huge difference for a lot of us of, you know, how, what, our, what our sales are. Um, if they change things like what a feature is worth... Uh, 
which they have here. You know, they like the, you know, like the new app store has a much lower information density, as you know, you mentioned earlier with info density, it changes. Yeah. Like, it's a much lower information density, and they've kind of been going towards this in, in you know the recent like search redesigns and everything in the last couple of years. Uh, but now, like the whole store is like that, where you basically have like giant screen filling cards for apps, uh, and so there's no more like big list screens where you get a million of them on screen at once. Um, so basically, the the number of featured spots appears to have decreased dramatically, but each one is now worth a lot more. Um, and I don't know what, what you know whether they're going to have like different levels, like sub subdirectory levels inside of it, or that are more you know high density or whatever. But the main app store features are now very very few, but very valuable. And so if you get one, that's probably awesome. But I think your chances of getting one are now reduced. So it's it's kind of a I don't know what to think yet about it. Um, they are they're changing more often. They're going to be every day instead of like every Thursday that they uh, that they've been updating some of the other editorial sections. Uh, so that's nice for a lot. But like, how many of us are ever going to get one of those feature blocks? Like, it seems like it, it's an interesting change. I'm glad they're changing it. But I don't. If I had to guess, I'm not sure it's going to benefit most people. When I see it, though, what I what I like is that. It changes the my goal for what the App Store, my App Store page, my App Store presence in a way that I find slightly motivating. I guess it's like my goal is now to, I would say, recently for the, maybe the last couple of years, I have cared less about being featured because the way the App Store is now, it doesn't actually have a huge impact on downloads. It's nice, like, emotionally, like, if I get featured, it feels really good, and that's awesome, you know, like, hooray, but in my experience, like, it's actually a fairly minor impact um, on downloads, which is, I think, a largely to do just with the way that you go to the featured tab right now, and you'll probably see, you know, there's at least 20, 30 apps on that screen at once, and so if you're one of those, like, that's not nearly as impactful. And when I see this, it's it's kind of nice that now instead it's, you know, if you are the app of the day, and it's nice too, like, well, you said, like, it's going to be hard to get it. There are still 365 of those a year. Which and, is, and in different countries too. It's, it's, you know, it's not going to be just one a day. It's going to be probably like one per country or territory per day. Yeah. And if, if you are that app, like if you sort of win that lottery, like you are doing... I imagine that will have a substantial impact that if the home tab of the App Store app has a giant full screen ad for your app, like either your app is really bad or like you're going to have a good day. And so <laughs> I'm really excited about that as a, as a goal and as a motivation. And it's nice to kind of have this now in the back of my mind that like my goal is to do things that will get me onto that tab. And I can do things that are within my control to make that happen. You know, I can, and getting the, like, it's nice that I feel like it will actually have an impact. It is going to, I think, though, be a very much a rich get richer and a poor get poor kind of a situation. Like, I've been playing with it a little bit on the beta, and if you don't, like, the search area is still, I mean, the search area, too, is much less dense than it used to be, but like the actual the new apps tab like is very very 
focus on just the very, very top stuff. And if you're not one of those apps, you know, if you're not the, like the, in some ways they took the top charts and rather than being a chart, it basically just shows the top three apps or the top four apps now. Like that's a pretty narrow thing. Like the top three apps is probably going to be Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat or something like that for a long time. Like there's no way my app is ever going to break into, into that area. But I think more generally, I love the feeling that over the last year, we've had at least a half dozen substantial, you know, sort of business and app store improvements that make me feel as someone who makes my living in this world, that this is, you know, like this is a a, a lively platform that I can be learning to get better on. Um, Because like back in the early days of the app store, like in some ways it reminds me of those early days where... One of the ways that I remember being able to sort of get my, sort of when I was trying to stand up my business was by being a student of the App Store, by trying to understand how it works, how I can optimize what I'm doing to work well there. And now that it's this brand new thing, it's like that starts all over again. Like all the summer I can try and work on, like what do I need to make my app assets look like to be, to look really good here? Like now we have auto-playing videos for app previews, and you can have three app previews rather than one app preview. Um, there's all kinds of other information that we can specify. We can give our app subtitles and marketing copy. We can promote in-app purchases from on our um, app page. Like there's so much there that isn't the developer side, that isn't the, that, that kind of thing. But I think in some ways I'm glad that there's so there's relatively little to do on the technology side this year that I'm going to expect to be spending most of my summer just working on those assets, working on trying to work out how to market in this new app store because it is a very new and different experience. I mean, in many ways, maybe that's kind of like a, 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 a metaphor for what we should be doing pretty much all the time with our apps now. Like, technology is way less important than it's ever been for our apps, for, for most of what we do. And the marketing side in the app store uh, and, and getting, you know, getting the, all that metadata right and, and good and, you know, all these new ways, you know, like they added at preview videos before, and you know, as you know, now they're more emphasized and there's more of them. And you basically have more in the app store that you need need to apply reasonable production value to. You know, be, in the olden days, it was basically just an icon and maybe some design inside your app, but you could get away with not much else. And you know, now, like, that's, lo- that's long since been surpassed as the table stakes, and now you need, like, you need to consider things like your copy, although whoever reads it, but you, you need to at least consider your title and, and your screenshots have to be really good. And, and as we discussed in the past, like, people keep you know, shoving more stuff into screenshots. It isn't just a screenshot it's like, oh, here's a fake phone spanning over the two frames and big marketing text above it and everything. And so like the, the production value that is required to succeed in the App Store is going up. And in some ways, that's going to be a burden. That's going to be a burden on a lot of us, um, especially people who have smaller budgets for that, for that sort of thing and can't do it themselves with their own skills. Uh, that's going to raise the cost of succeeding in the App Store. But I think we were already headed in that direction. And that was already kind of the reality of the market. So now we are going to be forced to do that for our apps, but we already really were. And if we're willing to put in that extra effort to do things like get a nice app preview video and put some effort into really optimizing the way the new store pages look and the new things we can do on them, I think we will be rewarded for that. And that's, you know... Overall, that's going to matter more than if we spend an extra eight hours coding a feature that not a lot of people are actually going to use or care about. Yeah. And, 
it changes. It's like it makes me really nervous to have to have to make my App Store page super pretty. But on the flip side, it's like that's an attainable goal. That is something yeah. that I can work. That I can definitely definitively work towards and to make happen. And it's not, not unreasonable that, like, in some ways, it's nice when we were able to get away without that. But that seems like that is less and less the case. And we can now reset our uh, reviews. Yeah, our ratings. Our ratings yeah. whenever we want. So we finally got that. Like, That's our, awesome. Like, years ago, that was on my list of, you know, when I had my, like, 12, my, like, my 12 things I wanted to change in the App Store. That was back then. And now we finally got it. And, like, these little changes like that are just super exciting as a, you know, as a developer. Apple is clearly trying to make this more viable for us. Yeah, and it's one thing I, I wonder about. Like you know, you mentioned before, like the value of a feature seems to have been going down in recent years. It seems I think industry wide, we've seen this kind of slowdown of people willing to just browse for new apps and just install them easily. Like the the cost per install, if you're trying to get you know, if you're measuring that kind of thing, it has been going up uh, yeah. over the last few years. And I wonder, like. Do you, I, I bet Apple is probably doing a lot of these changes to the App Store and like the new daily features and cleaning it all up and everything. They're, they're trying probably to do this to increase the the number of times that people go to the App Store just casually. Like you know, what we used to do in the old days, like when the App Store was new and we just like go there when we were bored and just find some new apps and download them. And I think a lot of people did that. And these days, a lot of people don't. So. Apple's obviously trying to push the market in this direction to, to go back to doing that. But it might not succeed. Like, this actually might not happen. Yeah. Um, so it's really kind of up in the air. Like, putting all this effort into your App Store page is going to become table stakes. But we don't know actually how much it'll pay off yet. Sure. But, I mean, that's always the case. But the reality is, for a year, this is the App Store that we're going to have to make work for our businesses. And so <laughs> yeah. it's like, one way or the other, this is what we got. So... We just sort of do our best and hang on for the ride. I did, before we run out of time, I did want to talk a little bit about the iPad advances. And not in too many specifics, but basically the iPad soft, you know, like every year we try to figure out like, what kind of new apps are now made possible by whatever they announced? You know, what can, you know, not only what additional features can we add to our existing apps, but what new markets will now exist? Because that's often a place where you can reap good rewards if you're, you know, and, and you, you made a lot of your career off of this, yeah, right? That is my career. Like, you know, go, like going to where new territory has just opened up and just being the first one there with a decent app. Yeah. And that, you will often reap rewards from that. Not, it's not guaranteed, but it's often the case. And there's often few people there on day one than you think there will be. Um, so what's new this year? And I think that there's not a whole lot of like brand new, like complete areas, but uh, the iPad redesign and the, the new productivity features in the iPad, I think will be one of these areas. The big, you know, a lot of, a lot of iPad Pro app makers have had a hard time making the economics work out. And the question is not like whether you can't sell software for a good price on the iPad. I, I think the question is like, are there enough people doing pro work on the iPad that, you, that will be seeking out an app like yours? And that to me goes down to like, how many people are using the iPad for their work? Yeah. And before, it was cumbersome to do a lot of these things. You know, you could do it, and we know people who do, but it, it was, there was a lot of friction. And now they have reduced a lot of that friction and really broken down a lot of the barriers and made a lot of the iPad UI you know, more Mac-like. And, and you know, don't, don't say that, but that's really what they did. Uh, and so now I think a lot more people will be doing work on the iPad than, than before. 
So I think that might create more of a market for iPad Pro software than we had before. And it's not to say that like you can go in with an iOS level price. You know, you, if you go, if if you're thinking of like developing Pro software on the Mac and you sell your Pro app on the Mac for a hundred bucks and that succeeds for you, you can't go to the iPad and sell it for ten bucks and expect to have the same success. Uh, you know, you're going to have to like charge more, and it's going to have to be worth more for people. Just like on the Mac, because you know they're making it more Mac-like. But I do think that's a market that did not exist very strongly before, and now I think that's going to be a bigger market because the iPad is now such a better tool for getting work done in a, in a professional capacity, or really, honestly, any capacity, like email attachments. Like it's so much easier now than it was before. I think there's going to potentially be a bigger market there than there was. So maybe maybe the place to be this year isn't some new extension type that became available on iOS or something else, maybe the place to be this year is boring productivity apps on the iPad. Maybe. I mean, the thing that's... I, I, I struggle a little bit. Like, I'm excited with the iPad changes because, and A, I know I have, I have many friends who love the iPad and are just, you know, through the through the roof about this. Like, I was sitting next to Federico Vitici during the keynote, and, like... Like there was a glow coming off of him for, for the entire show because he was so excited and like that is really cool. I mean, as a, just as a developer, I love like I got I got to imagine the iPad team who made made those features love hearing the feedback of these people who are so genuinely excited about it. And it's like I like that that's there. I'm still nervous that whether about whether or not it will be enough. To it's like you have such this chicken and egg problem with the iPad. I feel yeah. where. If I, Apple can pull enough people into the platform to make it, to have that richness of ecosystem, it is a really interesting and compelling device. And when the iPad first came out, like whatever that was, four, five, six years ago, like it was a pretty good place to be an app developer. Like I made a substantial part of my business working on the iPad for years. And then it just kind of fell off. And in many ways, it kind of fell off with Apple's sales graph. You know, it's like the iPad sells less and less every year. My hope is that what Apple is doing with these kind of changes is if they can pull that back and kind of have an inflection point where suddenly it gets a little bit more traction. It's all these things that were just a little bit too difficult before now become that little bit more easy and are now more possible, maybe we'll get there. And if they do, then like that's interesting. And I could definitely see transitioning my focus a bit back towards the iPad because, honestly, recently it hasn't been there at all. Um, and... I like the iPad. Like it's an interesting platform in that respect. But there's such this tricky, tricky, tricky thing when the iPhone is so viable as an app platform that the iPad could be viable as an app platform. But if it isn't, it's like, and if lots of developers don't go there, it won't be. But lots of developers going there won't make it viable. And so you, it's very circular, and I'm still of two minds as to whether, like this, I'm not sure if this year I'll be you know, f- focusing much on the iPad, or if it's one of those, like, wait and see, you know, have a couple of quarters of sales to see if the iPad sales are starting to come back up, waiting to see if there's sort of an uptick on things. Because, I don't know, it's a hard, it's, it's, I want to be excited, but I'm like, of all the things they announced, it's like, I'm excited, but I'm much more cautiously excited um, than I am on a lot of the other platforms and, you know, sort of the ways that they're, Apple's trying to push us this year. 
Yeah, I think that's probably probably a safe bet because like with the iPad stuff, like you never really know until like a year or two later what, like what you know, what swing the market has taken. You know, it's 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 a lagging indicator, and and a lot of these new iPad productivity gains are only going to be compelling or or widely used on pretty high end, pretty recent iPads, which is not a large slice of the market, um, and so we really won't know yet. So I guess yeah, I guess I agree with you. It's probably a little bit risky to jump in right now, but. Uh, but I do think like there's something about the iPad that people love it. Like they, they tangibly love this device. They want to use it more. And the story I hear over and over again is I would love to get more work done or I'd love to use this thing more, but I just it's just I can't do what I need to do or it's too cumbersome or whatever else. So I think there's something there, and I, I think people will try really hard to make it work for them again now that we have radically new capabilities. I mean when I when iOS nine launched with the multitasking for the first time, that converted a ton of iPad skeptics over into being iPad lovers and iPad workers. Um, and now there's there's another step, probably of that magnitude or even more so, that I think might do that same thing. The only question is, will it stick or will it be a fad? And it's it's hard to base major business decisions on that. Yeah, and it's. You know, I think it's. It, I'm in my. Maybe it's. Like, it, I've been doing this long enough that I'm. I have in, increased. I've increasingly have a sense of sort of caution about those kinds of things, which in many ways is probably t- to my detriment. And it, I'm very aware of the fact that I probably wouldn't be able to have a, a sustainable business at this point if I was cautious in the past. That in some ways it's going to take developers making kind of reckless and sort of slightly you know, wild decisions to pursue and push the boundaries on the iPad for the iPad to be a viable platform. And I will say one thing that Apple tends to do well is they, if, if, you, if developers do go down that road, they tend to, you know, they're good at recognizing them, at promoting them, and at helping them. You know, that if you are the, you know, at WWDC this week and you go down to a lab and you're, try, you're, you're trying to do something or you want to reach out to developer relations and you're having a problem trying to push the boundaries, there's a very good chance they will encourage that. Um, which, you know, so I would encourage anybody who's more adventurous than I am to, to dive into that because I think it's, it's not a, an easy win, but there's a good opportunity there. Are you saying you might make more apps? It's possible. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> I think we're out of time this week, everybody. So thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.